0: Welcome to episode 9 of It Takes a Village, a podcast of Healing Hands International based out of Nashville. My name is Taryn Foster, and I'm not joined by my co host Mark Gent today, but don't worry, you'll hear from him soon. First of all, Christmas is right around the corner, so Merry Christmas. I hope you all have big plans with family and friends, and I hope you eat a lot of really good food, because I know I will. I just wanted to say thank you all so much for hanging out with us this year and listening to some incredible people who have taken time out of their busy schedules to meet with us and tell us their stories. We are so grateful for you all. So a few weeks ago, a few members of our team at HHI took a trip down to Honduras to work with Mission Lazarus packing and delivering magi boxes to remote villages throughout the region. This episode, my trusty co-host Mark Gent sits down with Henry Zelaya, who works for Mission Lazarus. But we learn that he is so much more than just an employee. He is a husband, a dad, a brother, and a friend. He is considered family to so many people. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation between Mark and Henry.
1: We are so excited about recording this episode. Uh, I'm currently in San Marcos in Honduras, and uh, it is the first week of December. Um, uh, We are at the coffee farm here at Mission Lazarus, one of our long-time partners, and uh, we're just excited. uh, There's a small group of us from the office that have been here. Uh, for the past week, um, working with our uh, partners on the ground. And today, I'm real excited to be recording
2: our first international
1: podcast uh, with my new friend, Henry Zelaya.
2: Welcome, Henry. Thank you, Mark. It's an honor, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. Yeah. And to have you here in Honduras, even right here in coffee farm of the Mission Lazarus. Co-
1: we are on the coffee farm of Mission Lazarus. This is such an impressive operation and nonprofit and we're going to get into some of that here in a minute. If you're just tuning in and um, listening to this episode and you haven't listened to some of our other uh, podcasts, you can go back to episode two with Jared Brown, who is uh, the co-founder of Mission Lazarus with his wife, Allie. Uh, They started Mission Lazarus about 20 years ago and we're going to repeat some of that today with Henry because he is going to give his perspective as somebody who grew up here and this is their home. And uh, so we're gonna dive deep into some of that. But Henry, I've just I've really enjoyed getting to know you this week. Uh, we met last Thursday when you picked us up at the airport. I've heard about you uh, for the last year and a half since I've been at Healing Hands. And uh, it's been really fun getting to know you. And uh, thanks for all you've done this week to just encourage us and serve our
2: group. Like I always say, it's an honor, Mark, to have you here, being around this village with you and the rest of the group. We have a great, great time, I guess and uh, a great joy to be watching those kids receiving those uh, gift from Healing Hands, And uh, this all about to make those kids uh, be happy. Not only the kids, t- even the parents also, they get so happy when they see their kids smiling. But some of the places where we were these weeks, uh, this week are, well, you probably noticed, bumpy roads. Dogs. Yes. And probably nobody have, been there before with a gift yeah. for them so they so happy and I am so happy boy because yes. the
1: blessed you just brought to those kids, man well it's a blessing for us to be here and um, we're going to get it more into what our partnership looks like and what we've done here this week with Magi and how we've worked together on Relief but let's get to know Henry just a little bit so you're the group coordinator for Mission Lazarus you've been here since 2008 um tell everybody a little bit about your role now and what you do and what that looks like. Um what that looks like for you day to day and in, uh, in a normal non-COVID time, what does that look like to be the group coordinator for Mission
2: Lazarus? Well, at the beginning it was kinda of scary because of COVID, you know, been getting people from the other country and but you know, we always had faith that God also went with us. At the beginning, I never dreamed to be a Mission Lázaro in this so amazed organization that we just, uh, God always been here, God always be with us and always taking care of Mission Lázaro. So I just ask the Lord for the strength and he pushes up. He pushes up and the Holy Spirit is with us all the time and, you know, and just have faith and go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So before COVID came, how many groups were you coordinating a year That would, on, on average? How many people, how many groups were you having?
2: Well, we we, we was getting groups of uh, 20 to 25 a year.
1: 20 to 25 groups yeah, a year. A yeah, and
2: groups of uh, 12, 15, 25 people. Yeah. And all we, with a good reason, you know. All the groups uh, we've been honored to be in partnership with some churches in the U.S. Also, in schools, a school, you know. I believe Christian University yeah. has been here all the schools, and uh, even a school from French. Yeah, wow. yeah. So we've been they have it, and we we focus on Mission Lazarus Focus on you know it is a uh, integral organization. Yeah, like yeah. we focus on everything, uh, you know stewardship and uh, transformation, uh, dignity, and uh, faith. Yeah, Faith, the most thing we get into. And we all work for the same reason, you know, and yeah. follow the same roads, same way, same steps, just to expand the kingdom of God. And we do a lot of thing in here. We just not focus on just to... We focus on education, you know, uh, health, transformations. That's all about. We work with a lot of transparency and we so happy to be in partnership with Healing Hands. We've been working together for a long time and we've been doing a lot of things. I got a good thing with them. So we're so grateful and so thankful with Healing Hands. And thank you to you, Mark and Chris, Nancy and, and Jana, they always been here and always so nice to us, and um, I'm so grateful and honored to be with you.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure, and that, that gives you a little bit of also just uh, what is Mission Lazarus from that, from that vantage point, just as you guys do, like you said, uh, education, construction, uh, supporting preachers and churches, uh, relief work when that's necessary, the medical clinic, the dental clinic. And even the refuge, which will yes, um, uh, which is a big, big part of the ministry. Um, tell me just a little bit. Like, so you coordinate logistics for groups. Groups of Americans come down to serve, to encourage, and I know what happens a lot of times is they come back year after year. So you end up seeing a lot of the same people, and you end up building those relationships that go far past that one-week trip, right? So, um, talk to me a little bit about, in, from your perspective and where um, where you sit, the importance of uh, short-term mission groups that come and serve alongside uh, an organization like Mission Lazarus.
2: Well, it is very important to us to receive groups uh, because they are uh, a push-up for us, you know. we. Depends a lot of, you know, it's a non-profit organization. So, and, and it helped a lot to us, even, not only for us, I guess, because I have people that are from the United States, they, they, when they come in here, they say, Henry, this trip changed my life, you know, because I've been taking them to a places where they couldn't imagine be there, you know, even some village where they don't even have a latrine, We've been building with groups latrines you know latrines uh some water project of uh, flooring and with the uh, medical teams from the united states we've been having the blessed with them you know they come in here the this is where we work with transparency they donate latrines and they personally come in and we install together so this for me is, is well, I've been missing all this year. All yeah, this been year. Hard. I've been, been hard for me because I've been kind of a little bored. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I miss the groups. Yeah. Because it's 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 my, I think my, I can say my habit, it's my hobby to be with groups. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the airport, you know, they make me happy and they get happy when they, hey, hey, there is Henry over there. There is Henry. So, and I just waiting to stay right there, you know, waiting for them to come out so I can say, hey, this such persons right there coming and so that you yeah. just so happy and work together uh, we spend a week together it's, it's enjoyable yeah familiar, it's, a familiar face uh,
1: it's like your fam- a family coming back home uh, exactly even, even and, when they
2: left like yeah. my heart is
1: tired. Yes. It's hard. It's hard when they leave, and it's hard on them, too, when they leave. And that's uh, that's part of being in the body of Christ. Exactly. And that's part of locking arms and being on mission together. Right. And, um, yeah, you do such a great job. It's a lot of logistics to coordinate uh, that many groups and to get everybody where they're supposed to be uh, every day. Because a lot of times you will have groups back to back to back right. that come throughout the year. And these groups come from schools and churches and churches. Um, all over the country I mean I I think you spoke to this uh, because I can just see hear your heart but what's your what's the favorite part what's your most favorite part of your job whether it be um, yeah whether it be something you do uh, on a day or you know a certain week or something you do uh, a lot of days throughout the whole year when when Henry sits back and thinks wow I really I really like my job what is it that makes you say that
2: well, I think uh, for any reason, like I said before, I never dreamed to be in, in this organization, uh, in this uh, mission Lazarus But I t- what I'm at the most enjoyable enjoy is when I uh, we go into the village and we have a couple there, old couple. We we used to have some couple that they probably seventy years old and. We build a latrine for them with the group, and they say, "Hey, Henry, well, it's never too late. But I, at the 70 years old, I will sit in a toilet. I will sit for the first time in a toilet. Wow! And I've been, you know, up at the, the rocks and behind the trees, and I'm at age 70. I give my first latrine, my first toilet. So, but wow. it's never too late. But a thank you to you guys. It, it made me so heartbreaking. Knowing that for 70 years he'd been needed a a toilet, probably it it didn't work too much, but it take a a will of, you know, some people with a good heart to do that for them. It made me so happy. And many people, many, many things that we do, like when we're going to deliver some gift for these kids, is and they just, some of them cry because probably they never get a gift before. So it is, it's can can get more than that. yeah. And when I go home, and I'm in my bed, and, and my wife, because it's my wife, she's the one who pushed me to get this job, and sometimes she just said, well, she don't like much when I yeah. get from home, you know, for a week, for eight days, to be with the group, but I, she said, well, it's good, that's your job, I mm-hmm. get used to it. So yeah. we talk about it, and uh, I say, well, you want me to quit? And she said, no keep doing and we're doing great. And Mission Lanzaro is a noble organization that you used to be you got to be there working because what all Mission Lanzaro do is just for good and, and it's, yeah. it's it's a bless. It's yeah. a bless.
1: And this is this is your ministry. This is your right, this right. is your mission. This is your calling. Uh, you know, people who get into this, whether they're in Honduras or Mozambique or America they, they don't get into it for the paycheck they get on Friday <laughs> they get into right. it because of the care and compassion and because they feel uh, usually that God's called them into that and that's what I've heard you talk about this week as I've heard your story and how um, you know this is you're part of a larger family here at Mission Lazarus but then you you're also part of um, there's a small part of you in each individual community and village um, that you go visit um, all the time, year round. Uh, those people know you. Uh, I've loved riding down the streets this week on the on the back bumpy roads um, that have that have actually given me a couple of concussions as I've hit my head on the window. But that's not because of your driving. But um, and and people just you'll stop and talk to people. You'll stop and wave. People, Henry, Henry. We may be fifty miles outside of uh, San Marcos here, and um, it's obvious that. Uh, you have gotten to know them, they've gotten to know you, and uh, you're part of that community. Talk, talk about what is community to you? What does community look like um, being part
2: of the Mission Lazarus family? Well, being part of this Mission Lazarus, you know, Mission Lazarus for me has been in a school. It's a great school for me. I come in here to learn, and I still learn. I'm just a first-grade student, I guess, it here, learning the Mission Lazarus what it's all about learning about Jesus. My first, I think my first encounter with, with Jesus was here in Mission Lanzaro mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been having things in here, feelings that never had it before. So this is, I think this is my home. This is my my family. I have a great family here in Mission Nazaro and, and one thing about this is when you say community, community is a uh, it's where we are. Where we are, we are in the community. We visit the community. And we make a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like when we go to do latrine. We, we use latrine use it as a tool. Because we just don't take a latrine to them. Mm-hmm. We take a word of God to we gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, we, take, we talk about Jesus with the people. And uh, we talk about everything with the people. We have time. We interact with them. And we just make... A, a good relationship and then we build a relationship with the village and then we keep coming back you know to do something else or mm-hmm. just, we inviting leaders from all those community new community we just got there about a, three or four months ago They we invited to those programs and to those uh, seminar, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with the with the Prepared International you probably heard about it we had a group yeah. this weekend we mm-hmm. were there and they they so love it yeah, you know we great. Mission Lázaro have a been helping a lot of communities in the area of South Honduras, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's it's, it's good to yeah. be here. Yeah.
1: Um, what does Jared Brown mean to you?
2: Well, Jared uh, Brown, uh, apart to be my, my boss, he's my friend. He is my friend. He Since I met him, we never had any problem. He never well, say something to me that I get hurt, or whatever. But he don't one thing that I love with Gerald Brown is that he have a passion for people to help. Mm-hmm. He might not just put the hand in a packet and, and give it to you, but he had a good advice. If you need it, he's there. It, well, I will say personally, he don't treat me as a, his worker, or I work for him. He treats me like his partner. So we drive in the same truck and and we're at the same route and we're going to follow the same way to expand the kingdom of God. And that's what I think that I love this place, you know, this place, I I love this place. I love my job. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll I'll be truthful to you. I can go somewhere else and make more money Mm -hmm. than what I make here. But I don't care. I just love this place. This is my home, I guess. And I hope I will die here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah. No time soon. We don't want that happening. Anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, soon, yeah, but, yeah. You know,
2: yeah. Fifty years from now, you know. hopefully, yes. <laughs> and so I just—I don't know. I just love people. We, you know, Mission Lazarus family. We just like brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm there will be podcast
1: episodes we have coming up
2: where we will not ask the
1: question, hey, let's look back on COVID of the last year or the last year and a half, but we're not there yet because we're still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. And uh, what we've learned and heard this week here in Honduras is from Henry and others, is just how it's impacted you guys. So when you think back to a year and a half ago um, in March of 2020, which seems like a decade ago, and uh, from then until now let's talk for a minute about the impact that COVID had here in Honduras what it had to mission Lazarus but what it had on Henry and Henry's family so let's start there like um, where where and how did it impact you and your family personally and then zoom out and let's talk about how it uh, impacted the organization
2: well, that was a hit. Even that was a you know a bit out on my family because I lost uh, some dear friends, and my uh, the husband of my sister-in-law passed away with COVID. We didn't even bury him. They took him from the hospital. Oh. To try to the same moment he died, he passed away. They took him to the cemetery and buried. We didn't. We went. Not even his own family were there was at the beginning of the pandemic it was in June last year I'm so sorry and, uh, and you know that was but uh, my family well I got a little bit of story about what happens yeah, not long ago yeah let's hear it I hit Mission Lazaro okay, we closed the organization without. it's going to be the end yeah you said that this week at the Mission Lazaro and our life too because yeah. we keep at home for 15 two weeks without go out at the house we on lockdown. down Quarantined, yeah. Yes, quarantined, yes. And uh, in about last year, uh, let's see, this year was I think about three three months ago when we went to build uh, 16 houses in the east of El Paraiso and Trojes. I was there when my wife called me that she had COVID and my son.
1: Oh, my goodness. They both. And
2: and we all lived three and a half. So she said, man, I had COVID, I got the test, and, and my son... Gave it to me. He gave it to me. The Kobe. So they both at the bed, and and I was in the paraíso building house for How far away people. Were you? How far it far away was that? Uh, about eight hours away. Eight-hour drive. Yes. Yeah. In uh, in the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. There you got to drive at this uh, twenty minutes to go and to find a signal to make a phone call. Yeah. At yeah. night because we work all day building yeah. houses, so we. We were out there, and, and my wife called me once. Well, I called her, and every night, and she said, "Well, I got Kobe, and Henry Jr. got my son. He, he also had Kobe." So, but I, I just got there, so I spent 17 days. Oh my goodness! And they were to, together, just my son alone without me. And when I came back, they was that's it. I didn't get Kobe. So, yeah. God kept me away from Kobe for 17 days. And, I got back home and I sleep on the same bed with my wife and I didn't get covid. Yeah. Nothing yeah. so thanks God that he was being taken care of me yeah. and my family we okay. We okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hard. My son, my older son, he live in San Pedro Sula, he almost he was for 13, um, 13 days with oxygen and 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 you know in a hospital. But he's okay. Yeah. He yeah, he he made it. Yeah. He made it through yeah well praise god Yeah, that is, that
1: is so hard it is and no, no matter where you are in the world um uh, you've been impacted by this in some in some oh, degree yeah. in some degree and we uh, back home in the office and uh, we spent time praying for you guys praying for all of our partners all over the world but you know there were there was points when it was a hot spot here in honduras and we knew that it was becoming rampant here, but there at the beginning, you touched on this a minute ago, where after it hit, uh, Mission Lazarus had a very difficult decision to lay off a lot of employees and there even became a moment where uh, Jared and Allie and the board and Luis and others were having to consider, do do we have to shut down operations? Right, right. So talk about that for a minute from your perspective. We've heard about it even from Jared's a little bit on episode two, but from your perspective and being an employee here on the ground and somebody from here in Honduras, um, tell us about, um, just those days, those weeks—you got laid off yourself. Um, we got from, laid from the, off the organization. More. Talk to us about that impact it had on the organization.
2: Well, that was a huge impact. That was like a, we went back, you know, because Mission Astro were we were doing well, you know. But like a, like I said before, this is a nonprofit organization. We depend on support from the US, you know from some donors up there, so it, it's, that happens. Because we know, and we were satisfied that if this is the end, well, at least we tried and we did it good, so, yeah. but we never lost faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We never lost faith. Yeah. We always keep an, you know, an eye on what happened daily. And we were waiting, yeah, that would be the end, so they're gonna call me to... We lay off and, and we'll see what happened. And it happens because JB, they don't have the choice. Yeah. They got to do it. And you got laid off for how many months? I think we were for like five months. And you didn't know you were coming
1: back. I mean, when you got laid off. No, no.
2: We don't know that we're coming back or not.
1: You can look back now and say, hey, I got laid off for five months. But in the middle of those five months, you didn't know if you were ever coming back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went from 130... 150 employees? We right?
2: were about 180 employees yeah. at that time it before all, COVID.
1: It went all the way down to bare bones. To 35. 35. People. And I think I heard Luis say earlier today, you're at about 85 now.
2: Now we are, yes, yes. Yeah. So you're, it, you're, it means that Mr. Lazarus is doing pretty good. Doing now. Well. Yeah. We're doing well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I thought I would never come back, but, you know, they called me back. Yeah. And I said, well, God, this is your will. I'm back here. And there's
1: so many people um, that are to thank for that, especially back home people who financially support Mission Lazarus, people who spiritually support Mission Lazarus, um, especially at a time when they lost a major revenue stream with groups not being able to come. Right. And, um, you know, we're not through the pandemic yet. We're still in the pandemic. We've been wearing masks all week, we've been doing hand sanitizing. We're out in the most remote, mountainous regions here and everybody's still wearing masks. But so we're, we're not on the other side of this yet, but it feels like we can see light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, hopefully for you and for Mission Lazarus, uh, 2022, um, there becomes more normalcy in, uh, in what it looks like.
2: So uh, We hope so and we we'll wait for that expectation. So we are, like I said, not back. Just forward so and we have the faith that we will follow Jesus and is he just calling us yeah we'll follow the shepherd yeah we hear the voice of the shepherd yeah and yeah and that's what we are here so thanks God we're still here and uh, I'm not planning to get to go home or to Quit my job. Yeah. Until they tell me, well, Henry, we don't need it any. We don't need you. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's. So that will be soon. okay. That will be the end. And yeah. I will say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Like well. I always say. Thank you, Jesus Thank
1: you, Jesus Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon Considering that they made Henry for President t-shirts <laughs> last year uh, Hey, so there's two, two special areas at Mission Lazarus that I've learned about this week That I just wanted you to touch on very briefly And tell our listeners um, uh, Just give us a brief description of what they're all about The first is the refuge uh, Tell our listeners what is the refuge And who, who, who are the kids that make that up?
2: Well, I'm not a lot about it. I don't know much a lot uh, about uh, the refuse, But uh, what I know is that those kids, some of them has been abused. Some of them come. Uh, I think most of them coming from government uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. And and you know, government facilities they probably there are uh, all over all over the country, but it's it's not a good condition to have. Probably in one house they keep like 50 or 60 and one person, one caregiver taking care of them. And I don't know how JB got the courage to open a refuge here in the mountains and be one of the number one. And I think in the country because we only have 10 and and 3 caregivers take care of their kids. Even we have some special kids. We have all special kids yeah, they need a lot of care so and we used to have a girl that she, on, she have one caregiver 24/ seven Wow and kids the days the doctors say they will last six months, one year and they're still alive.
0: yeah
2: wow yeah. 10 years ago and uh, right now you know it, it is one thing that I like. When they got, they give us. They go to school. Mm-hmm. They give medical medic, medicines. They we take them to visit the doctor with everything they get. And and one thing I like mission at the refuge because when they complete 18 years of age, if they want to go to college, mm-hmm. they go to college. Mm-hmm. They we have some girls studying medicine now at the university and son just uh, got out from college, college is high school in mm-hmm. here, uh, bachelors, and, and they want to go to university. Yeah. And Mission. And Lazarus support them to the end. That's
1: great. If that's great. they
2: don't want to go to college, the happens. Yeah. so. Yeah, that's great. Or some that's of them great. want to have a boyfriend or get married, so yeah. okay, if this yeah. what you want, Go okay.
1: ahead. Yeah. And right now, I think the, you said there were 18 kids. Yeah, we have
2: 17 right now. 17, right? Yes.
1: Of all ages. All ages. We, I think and, we some have some 10 and
2: girls and seven boys. Some brothers and sisters. And there are some siblings in there mm-hmm. living together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's great. The other thing I want to ask you about, we went and toured the new facility today, but tell, tell us about the new academy that's fixing to open, the new school. Uh, we've received, uh, Chris Gannon, our director of the warehouse, uh, back home, who's also with us on this trip, has received truckloads and truckloads of school desks and <laughs> shelves and everything. and. Um, cafeteria tables and everything you can possibly imagine that Jared and Allie have bought back home to outfit this new school but tell us a little bit about the, the new academy that's about to open
2: well I am so excited about it and I think uh, we all are excited about to have a new school to have a new opportunity for, for young people with a great talent right there outside of, another side of the mountain around the village uh, neighbors and I think uh, they will have the opportunity they never dream about it you know we're gonna have a, a new academy, a, a bilingual school. Those kids, I've been in some villages that they excited about to be here. I said, I'm gonna, sp- I'm gonna be bilingual one day. I said, yes, you can do it. And I think uh, Gerald Brown probably is so happy because he didn't spend much money on those, on on those, uh, you know, furniture and everything he got up there. He was so happy about it. He said, well, in reality. Well, guys, I didn't spend much money. We got at this, yeah. uh, you know. It's exciting, and we are excited too because he's a he's an amazing guy. And they, Allison, she they work for they give their life for Allison gave her life for those kids at the refuge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, they built that refuge with the example. If if they die one day, they can leave their kids living in those homes with those yeah. people so yeah. because it's, it's the condition that they live is i don't think there's a place in, in right here in Honduras of the uh, government yeah. facilities that they live like this kid living here so
1: yeah. ali has been in the trenches with jared in this in the beginning that's why they're co-founders and right they're, right. they're co-equals in this mission in what they do and they've loved on these people and, uh, and on this community well so it's exciting that's going to open up first of the year And there'll be new kids. There'll be new desks. There'll be some um, cafeteria tables from Page High School there in Franklin, where Jared graduated from, and he went and bought them all last week off auction. So
2: now we're so excited. Yeah, like I told you, I can't wait to see a bunch of kids running. around the new school. Yeah, in the mountains.
1: Yeah, right. Well, let's transition for a minute to the purpose of uh, primary purpose of our trip this week, which. Is uh, Magi, and the reason that Chris and Nancy and Jenna and I came down was to visit and encourage and to uh, try to organize or help out any way we can alongside you guys with the Magi project and with all the Magi boxes that you guys have been doing for you know nearly two decades now. Um, the you know the 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 Magi project um, that happens in America. You know, There's about over 200 churches and schools back home that will collect and bring together about 25,000 Magi boxes that then get distributed um, here in Honduras and in uh, Zambia and the Dominican Republic and Haiti and Texas-Mexico border and Paraguay and so it really it's a huge it's it's, it's a big operation because it takes so many people volunteer their time to make it happen and then they come here the boxes end up here in Honduras a lot of them do and you get to see and be on the ground when they get into the hands of those kids and when the parents walk away with those kids to go home to see what's in the box. So, and we've done that this week. We have been in some of the most remote, mountainous regions of, um, of Honduras here. Um, and you've been on these roads many times, first time for me, but uh, you knew them like the back of your hand. But uh, to tell our listeners about, from your perspective, um, what MAGI means to those kids and to those parents,
2: wow man i can't describe you know i think uh, all those villages where we went the first time they never thought they're gonna get a gift because a lot of people come there and offer you know politician and whatever they, they go there offering something but like like i told you before we never go to to offer or make some promises but when we go there we just tend it's not a religion because uh, uh, we just we're gonna give you something coming from God. And to be there, well, you, you witness you witness these days, and for those kids, have a gift. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what month it is, but they know that it's a Christmas gift. So if they get it in November, they know that it's a Christmas Probably some of them, they will put their clothes or, or take or use their toy until the Christmas day. Because you probably notice, we told them not to open up right away. So they go home and they want to go home right now. Because they want to go home and open the gift to see what they got. And you probably see when they just get the gift, the happiness in their face. They smile, their parents. If you get a gift, if you see your, your son or your daughter smiling, your heart is beeping. Makes you a
1: proud parent, yeah.
2: Yeah, it you proud and so happy. Yeah. Because your kid is happy. You love them. So for my dive boxes on those villages where we are today, they're just amazing, man. It's a bless. And you know what? It's a bless for me because it makes my heart so conform. I'm mm. I'm so happy mm. for them too. Because, I don't know, I just sometimes I get kind of emotion, Emotionally, I get emotional. And I I just love it. I love it to go and deliver. If we can go tomorrow, well, I'm going back Thursday. Yeah, to the same village, yeah. and I'm ready for. Yeah,
1: hey, you can get emotional on our podcast. We've had plenty of people cry on our podcast. That's okay.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> including Art Woods and JB.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get emotional because yeah. it's, it's rightfully so. Yeah, I make. I love to give. Mm-hmm. I love to give, mm-hmm. and and that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And there's all Magi ideas about it. Magi boxes. Yeah, sure. Healing hymns we so honor to be partnership with. Yeah, just a means of outreach. Well, that's great. Well,
1: as it relates to Magi and our history with you, there's a certain individual who has had her hand in this relationship for so long now, and Cindy Herring. Oh! Uh, and uh, we only have a very limited amount of time. Um, you know, I can't give you four hours to talk about her and tell me stories. But. Uh, but talk, but tell, 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 our listeners what what Cindy has meant to Mission Lazarus and to Magia and to even you personally as a friend.
2: Well, personally as a friend, she has been my, how I can say, my guardian, <laughs> my guardian. Mm-hmm. She been my friend since I met her a long time ago. Sometimes she make a little fun of me, but I just love it. I miss her. Mm-hmm. I miss when she don't say nothing to me. I like this to be bother me. <laughs> I miss that thing so, so she's so sweet, she's a hardworking because I know her. and I call her Cindy uh, Cindy Morehead herrings yeah i met her husband too as a great man Greg. Greg, yeah. oh man well she's meant so much to
1: our organization but i know equally uh, how jared uh, looks up to her and admires her and what she's meant to mission lazarus especially through magi and i've heard several of you this week talk about how you've missed her and she's retiring next year in august but uh but she's she's gonna be back and i hope be- she
2: never stops coming back to honduras yeah yeah. I hope she comes back next year because I'm gonna be waiting for her at the airport and and maybe in Palmerola. There you go. The new airport. Yeah. I will be right there, waiting for Cindy Moorhead Harrings.
1: Have her come back. That's right. That's right. And
2: uh, I will be waiting for her with some. Montequilla cookies
1: (laughs) (laughs) which we went and bought today Mm -hmm. and um, I picked some up myself well as we close out here Henry um, any final thoughts that you have that you want to share with our listeners back home who uh, some of them support Magi some of them are hearing about Mission Lazarus for the first time and if you are I'll just repeat again go back and listen to episode 2 with Jared That we did at the beginning but anything you want to say to to our to your friends back home um, as it relates to just the relationship that we have
2: well I just hope you keep in support Mr. Lazaro. just keep the partnership that we have together we uh, are honored to be with you and 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 you know what never forget don't do what you want don't do what you want to do do what god wants you to do so we are we just always try to be the defeat and at hand of jesus you know because being in this organization changed my life and be with jesus will change your life forever and people from the united states they want they want to come in here to mission lazaro they will be welcome welcome because we love it, and we're going to have fun here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like
2: we can be in, in another side of the mountain, yeah. based on the dreams, yeah. houses, whatever, churches. Yeah. You know, we, we just, we enjoy it.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, I've had so much fun getting to know you this week. Uh, thank you for driving us around. Thank you for making it happen. Uh, thank you for your time tonight. It's 10 o'clock tonight. On um, this first week of De- Tuesday, first week of December, and we're getting up early in the morning, and you've got a uh, eight to ten hour round trip drive ahead of you <laughs> to take us to the airport and back. So, thanks for staying up late tonight to record your first podcast, Henry. This is your first podcast yeah. you have ever recorded.
2: Yes, you did
1: great. You did great. Good hey, time. Mark,
2: it has been an honor. And you know what? I met you for the first time. I heard about you, but I never know you. But I, I, thought that was the guy that I will met that would be my friend. Mm. And I consider you my family. Uh, you're welcome to Miss and Lassos family. I consider you a friend, a brother, and I like you, I like you, man. Yeah. And uh, all the guys, uh, uh, Jana, Nancy, for the first time, I just like her too. And uh, I don't know, I think we just, I think I know you for for long. Mm. You're my mm. kind of man. <laughs> yeah, so I just like, you know, yeah. Great people. We, we've got thank you so much well. for being like you are, and be who you are, Mark. Mm. Be who you are. Let let God mold you, and keep what you're doing, buddy. Thank you. Well, thank you're you. doing a great job.
1: Well, and, as our the name of our podcast, uh, it takes a village, and we really mean that. And um, we are grateful for this friendship and this partnership. And you know, and I've got like four takeaways from this week and my time with you that have been vitally important for us to end the podcast on um one is uh, i learned just yesterday when riding around on the back roads that um you have a deep love for country music
2: yes i do <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we had a lot of fun yesterday uh, yes we and, did i love it i uh, like it you took the thank left. you for yeah you took, the left, I you took the left AirPod, I took the right AirPod, and then we just went through my Amazon uh, playlist, and we played, uh, yeah, who all did we play? What were some of your favorite favorite country music that we played?
2: Well, we her friend George. Oh, King George. Yes. George Strait, yes. George Strait. And uh, I heard it before, yeah. so I didn't use it much now, but yeah. you remind me. Yeah. when I was in the U.S. Little Alabama.
1: The... Alabama. Tim Alabama. McGraw. Right. Uh, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings. Oh, that was great. And Those next time,
2: we're going to have another blast.
1: I'm going to expand my playlist. Yes. And uh, we're going to listen to more music. The other things that I've loved is thank you for stopping at the market to let me buy a Coke and a Magnum ice
2: cream bar. No problem. You, emme- Anytime you, when you, you immediately
1: come back. won me over when you, le- when you stopped to let me buy a Magnum
2: all right bro.
1: and uh that yeah that was fun yeah and, and let me tell you drinking a coke out of a bottle there's not there's not much i mean just life life didn't get much better than that that's pretty fun and finally you are a fan and you like to order and also eat sopapillas and those have been amazing due okay. to you uh telling lillian that we would like Uh, that she fixes them for dessert puts them on the menu so uh, any favorite memories from for you this week Uh, for me it's country music coke magnums and sopapillas things that are very important
2: well country music and the ice cream i love it okay got it we'll we'll end on that we will (laughs) end on that well you have crushed and sopapillas i never say not to sopapillas (laughs) you
1: never say no to sopapillas especially lillian's right (laughs) well we're going to be signing off here from the coffee farm of mission lazarus in san marcos hop in the the mountains of honduras uh henry thanks for joining us thanks for being on our podcast Uh, we look forward to getting this uh, edited and produced back home and getting it on the air for other people to hear about your story and learn more about mission lazarus and i just want to uh, whenever this does come out uh, before or after christmas just wish you a merry christmas to you and your family and uh, blessings on a new year and uh, new beginnings and great reflections on this past year and how god's been working in and through your life so thanks for being part of this
2: thank you and and feliz navidad to you miss hermanos <laughs> all right it off
0: that's a wrap on episode nine i actually got to meet henry a couple of years ago when i had the opportunity to go to honduras with healing hands as a photographer i learned that he is someone that you can always count on everybody loves him and you can just tell that he has made an impact on every single person that he comes into contact with big shout out to mark for sitting down with henry in honduras and to Jana owen for recording the interview That's it for the year on It Takes a Village. We'll be taking a brief hiatus until January just with the holidays coming up and all of that craziness. Uh, Again, thank you so much for sticking with us and coming along on this journey with us. You are part of our village, and we thank God for you every day. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and keep listening to us on the podcast platform of your choice. If you want to learn more about what we do at Healing Hands, you can find us online at hhi.org. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at Healing Hands Int. That's Healing Hands I N T. And also follow us on Twitter at HHI Updates. And while you're at it, share it on social media to help us spread the word. All right, thank you guys, and have a merry Christmas. See you later. <laughs>